Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. You know this is Black History Month, and I decided for 2022, Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy is still going to be about holding people accountable, politicians, corporations, but we also want to celebrate people like I would do occasionally, as well as motivate them. So this year, as I mentioned, for now, I'm only going to do Wednesday shows, and we don't know what they're going to be about. But right now, it's Black History Month, and I want to talk about somebody that people probably have already seen him. He's been on the circuits lately, um, talking to people, and I was really impressed. And I was watching the show called The Talk, and they were interviewing him, and it was really a great interview. Uh, he and Cheryl Underwood um, had a connection on what uh, he was on the show about. He is a young African-American astronaut, and his name is Victor, Victor Glover. And I saw uh, the interview that Cheryl and the ladies and the gentlemen on the talk did with him. And I want to share it with you guys because it was really good. And he has made some very, very historical, um, some very, very historical things happen in his career. And I'm going to read that information. But the first thing I want to do is let you listen to the interview they did on the talk. So check this out. Once again, we think it's important not only to honor those in the past who have made a difference, but also to shine a light on the people who are breaking down barriers and blazing new paths right now. So today we are launching a new series called Making Black History Now. Okay, just about the coolest guy on the planet right now. Our history maker today is a NASA astronaut who became the first black crew member to serve on a long-duration mission on the International Space Station. Please welcome Victor Glover, Jr. Good morning. Good morning to you as well, and Victor Glover, I know you as a man of brotherhood, scholarship, and service, and you're a great father and a great husband, and you and I are both military veterans. You started your career, yes. You started your career as a naval pilot, which puts you on the path to becoming an astronaut. I just want to know what made you want to fly planes for the Navy? Wow. Okay. So, Cheryl, first of all, it's great to see you and welcome to you all and good morning. And, uh, well, it was a combination of being an athlete in college, studying engineering, and also wanting to keep that, that high-performing small team aspect. And I wasn't ready to pick up the drafting board of the cubicle, and so I, I had a mentor who looked like me, and I saw him in his Navy uniform. He came to work one day, and I thought, you know, maybe I could do something exciting and uh, a little bit out of the ordinary. Wow. All right. First of all, I got to say, Mr. Glover, you look like an astronaut. Sometimes we see real live astronauts and it's like, well, they don't look like astronauts in the movies. You look like an astronaut from the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I have a second? Are you 
you all talking about retirement options. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, I have an official question I got to ask, but Cheryl told me in the in the break, Cheryl had your personal line to the space station when you were up in space. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Cheryl and I had a great conversation. I don't know. It felt like it was only 10 minutes, but maybe it was an hour. And we got to just speak about how she was doing, what I was up there doing. And it was a video conference much like this. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You're talking about space? And, and he refreshed my memory of a long conversation that we had with college students in San Luis Obispo. And you are making us so proud. And you are just an example for young boys and girls. I'm just so proud of you, my brother. My, I, just, I just love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, too. All of you. Um, can I ask, when Cheryl's calling you in space, what are the data roaming charges for that call? Is it, like, is it crazy? I work for the government, so okay. I have to defer that quick. <laughs> Mr. Glover, you made history by spending six months on board the International Space Station as part of NASA's SpaceX Crew-1. I mean, are you thinking about the historical... Look at that. I love that picture. I told you. He that looks is like, like the best picture ever. <laughs> I mean, are you thinking about the history of it when you're up there? You know, actually, if, if, if all the poetry and beautiful things you've heard astronauts say that they're thinking about before a mission, we're all thinking one thing. I don't, don't want to mess this up. And so that's what I was thinking. I wanted to go out there and do my job. I, I had the, the fortune to speak to the vice president, uh, Vice President Harris, and, you know, she said something that I'll, I'll reiterate here. It was, it's important to be a first, but it's more important to not be the last. And so that's really how I felt about it. It's important. I'm glad we can celebrate now, but that's because we've accomplished it. And so I'm happy that my, my colleague Jessica is on her way to the space station to do a very similar thing. Wow. wow. That's wow. Cool. Okay, so NASA is getting ready to go back to the moon with a new project called Artemis. Your current assignment is helping to prepare for that mission. Tell us about that. Oh, great question. Great question. And so I, I have the fortune of working with the human landing system and our partners that are developing the technology to get us back into orbit around the moon and also to put humans on the surface of the moon. And so it's really exciting to be a part of that team developing the hardware. And right now I'm working very closely with SpaceX out there in California to right. develop their, their Starship for this, a part of this program. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, great that NASA is on this journey of not just going back to the moon, but going back to stay and to help us develop hardware, software, and the teamwork that it's going to take to get us on to Mars. Yes, hey, Victor, I, I have to ask, because, you know, black history means so much to so many different people, and people celebrate it and recognize it in different ways. What does Black History Month mean to you? Oh, thank you for that question, Akbar. You know, I love to start with Carter Woodson, Dr. Carter Woodson, the second black man to get a PhD from Harvard, started Negro History Week between the birthdays of Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, and we've expanded it to this thing we call Black History Month. And in, his, in the, the journal that he started, he wrote that we should not just celebrate Negro history, we should celebrate the Negro in history, and it, it's about studying history without any bias. And I love to go back to those words. You know, people talk about my mission and the historical nature of it, but I love the fact that now that we've done it, it's just a part of the American tapestry, the American story, and it's a part of now our history collectively. Yes. Yes. You are a natural born leader. It's such an honor and a privilege to know you and congratulations on all that you've achieved. Keep soaring to the moon and back. Thank you.
And uh, Victor, to learn more about how he's making black history now, just go to thetalk.com to hear more of his story. Thanks again, Victor. Now, you notice as uh, Victor talks about black history, he is also talking about who I mentioned last week as I introduced black history, and that is the historian Carter G. Woodson, who they call uh, the father of black history. So I'm, I'm glad I mentioned him last week so you can see how significant this man is. I am so excited that I got to see that interview with Victor. And I found on YouTube a interview that Tom Cruise had with Victor about the body in space. And I want to play that as well. So check out this interview Tom Cruise had with astronaut Victor Glover Jr. Now, let me say that the interview was actually over an hour. So I only recorded the first three minutes because it was getting so deep. I didn't understand what they were talking about. But Top Gun fans probably totally understand this. So I thought since it was Tom Cruise and they was talking about uh, the different uh, planes that he flies, I thought those who were fans of Top Gun would appreciate the first three minutes of this interview. Check it out. Well, it's a privilege. Please call me Tom. Um, Tom. Victor, I call you Victor. And, and the privilege is mine. It's so amazing to meet you, even virtually. <laughs> it's great to meet you. Congratulations on your extraordinary career thus far. It's really what you've accomplished. I uh, have great admiration for and, you know, I, uh, the movie Top Gun obviously had a huge impact on me. And as much as I want to throw Top Gun quotes at you, I won't. I'm sure you get a lot of that. So thank you, because you had a part in that. Boy, that's, a, that's an honor for me. And I can't wait for you to see the next one, Top Gun Maverick. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait either. It's an honor. I'm ready. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm ready to show it to you. I can't wait, man. Awesome. So listen, I'm I have, I have a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Let's do it, Tom. Because obviously you've flown, I guess, 40 aircraft over as a test pilot, many different aircrafts, the F-18 is a naval aviator, test pilot. Now, flying the Dragon, SpaceX Dragon, how does that compare to that? What do you think for yourself, what was the most exhilarating aspect? Awesome. You know, the, the Dragon is uh, a touchscreen. The displays are also where the controls are. And so that's quite different than flying an aircraft with a, a stick and a throttle. And so when I first saw it, I will be honest with you, I was like, I don't know, guys, I need my inceptors. I need something to move around. Uh, but as I learned more about what the vehicle does and what it, what its purpose was, the touchscreen actually was wonderful. It worked great. And uh, the most exhilarating part of it all was riding the, the Falcon 9 rocket. It is such a high-performing liquid rocket. It's smooth, but it really leapt off the pad and we got to the 100 kilometer point and we were all smiles. It was just so amazing. You can really feel the accelerations and decelerations. And then once we got onto the upper stage, the second stage, and you just start building speed, it was, I pulled G's before in fighter aircraft, but to be able to pull G's for almost 10 minutes straight was just power like I've never experienced, not even launching or landing on a carrier, really. I've been fortunate. I've, I've, I've got some launches and I landed on carriers on the Roosevelt and uh, that kind of geez, that kind of force coming off there is pretty incredible. What, what was it like in the, with the dragon? What, what would it feel like the Falcon nine? I mean, how many G's were you pulling? And I know you're laying down. Yes. What was that like? And so it is different in the fighter. The G's go from your head to your toe. And that's why we practice these specific uh, maneuvers to, to keep blood flow to your brain. So you stay conscious and you don't gray out or black out. 
the G in, in, uh, on a rocket launch goes into your chest. And so you, ought, you naturally can, can uh, sustain more Gs in that direction. And, and the G is actually lower. So the maximum G we saw was about four and a half. But what's different in a fighter, you'll experience, I pulled uh, nine Gs in a fighter aircraft, but that was only for seconds. And, you know, I've sustained so three to four Gs for maybe a minute or a minute and a half in a dogfight, in a turning fight. But in, on the Falcon, but except for staging and throttle down, you are accelerating the entire way for about nine minutes. It was about eight minutes and 50 or so seconds. I mean, and you're accelerating the entire way because you'll wind up 200 kilometers above the earth going 17,000 miles per hour. It's an amazing amount of power. And so we, we actually were above three and a half Gs for a, about three minutes. That's it's amazing. Okay, I didn't want to play this interview. I didn't realize it was over an hour long. But those who are space people or go to space camp probably understood what they were talking about. So I just wanted to play three minutes and 39 seconds of the interview Tom Cruise had. And you can go see the whole interview on YouTube. It's called A Conversation Between Tom Cruise and Victor Glover about the body in space. So I'm really excited about talking about this young man. So check this out. You know, Victor Glover is just amazing. And a lot of the stuff I was going to actually talk about, it was really covered on the top. And it was really something to see when I saw that Tom Cruise, obviously, as he was just talking um, about his movie, I'm really excited to talk about uh, Victor Glover. As you heard from the interview they did on the talk, he is really a successful young man and he's still thriving. So I thought for Black History Month, I introduced you to someone who is not in the books yet, but I'm sure he will be in the history books. And even though he's black, he's history. He's American history. And I thought it was really interesting, the interview you just heard from the talk. Now, the YouTube interview of Tom Cruise talking to him, I'm not that, I mean, I love Top Gun, the movie in itself, the romance part, but I wasn't that um, familiar with the jets, the, the fighter, well, the planes or, you know, the whole point was about, it sounds like a lot of the stuff that Mr. Glover is familiar with. So I just wanted to play the three-minute interview of that whole hour-plus interview for those who are Top Gun fans. I know it may have been boring for a few people, so I apologize. But I just wanted to—I thought it was pretty cool that Tom Cruise was—they um, was both excited talking to each other. So I thought that was cool. But I found an interview from 2021 that he did on MSNBC, and those who have listened to any of my episodes, which is over 140 episodes, you know that I always like to hear the person. If I'm talking about a specific person or organization, I always like to find audio so you can hear it in their own voice. And I want to play this 2021 interview on MSNBC. It was on a show called change makers but before i do that let's just talk about just the basic dynamics of this amazing man named victor j glover jr and who was born in california and uh, he is a proud girl dad and he talks about that he has four daughters so that is so cool he makes it clear he's a proud girl dad 
you know. And um, as I said, he he was born in uh, California. I'm not, I'm not going to read all his educational background. If you want to read that, it's a lot. Um, you can definitely go online and find that out. But <clears throat> a summary about him, you know, I went to NASA's uh, website along with some other websites so I could kind of get it pretty much professional career under where he is working. And um, it talks about him being selected as an astronaut in 2013 while serving as a legislative fellow in the United States Senate. See, I didn't know none of that. He most recently served as pilot and second in command on the Crew-1 SpaceX Crew Dragon, which is what you've heard them talk about, named Resilience, which landed May 2nd, 2021. It is the first post-certification mission of a SpaceX's Crew Dragon spacecraft, the second crew flight for that vehicle, and a long-duration mission aboard the International Space Station. He also served as flight engineer on the International Space Station for Expedition 64. Now, for those listening, they probably you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, and I could get it. But, you know, I just wanted to just talk about some of the things that this man has gotten. And I mean, as far as uh, his NASA experience, as I mentioned, um, he was selected in 2013 as one of eight members of the 21st NASA astronaut class. Wow. You know, this is so deep. It's so much to read. And I'm not going to get into all that, you know, um, I just want you guys to just know who he is. And I found so much audio on him, which I normally only play one thing of audio. I've already played the interview Tom Cruise does just the first three minutes. Check that out if you're into Top Gun or the the different uh, things he's done. And you will really, really probably get a lot of in-depth detail because this man, his accomplishments are amazing and he's not that old. So I think that that in itself, you know, I mean, just imagine what God, well, what is in store for him. And I think it's going to be really, really a great career further than, I mean, it already is, but he's young. So just imagine what's going to happen. But I mean, this is how young he, he is. Ontario High School, 1994, Athlete of the Year. Okay, so he's, um, I mean, he's young. Well, my definition of young. So I just think that it's um, really, really nice for a man of this caliber to talk about how he's a girl dad and he spends a lot of time. He's a family man, a husband, and um, he, he makes time for his girls. I just always, that melts my heart when you hear people that are as busy in life trying to make a difference, being away from family, uh, talk about family. So, but anyway, I want you guys to listen to, because these interviews kind of talk about a lot of things I want to talk about, but I always like to, after I find information, I go see Instead of reading it, if I can hear the person's own words. So that's what I'm going to do here. I want you guys to listen to this MSNBC 2021 interview with him on a show called Game, um, excuse me, Change Makers. Check this out. 
Well, as we kick off the first weekend of Black History Month, time for our MSNBC Changemakers as we celebrate those who have inspired, challenged us, and even changed things for the better in our country. Victor Glover is definitely that, making history right now 254 miles above us. The NASA engineer is one of only 14 black Americans to go to space and is the first black astronaut to spend an extended period of time on the International Space Station. the history of it all yes you are the 14th black astronaut uh, american astronaut black american to make it there in space but that's out of 300 you know when we had mathematicians that were black way back in the days um take me through the history of your moment it's bittersweet i think back to all of the folks who could have done this before me and there are many uh all of those 14 plus several others and there were fo there are folks that will come behind me that will continue this amazing legacy and so I just think about them anytime somebody brings this up. Uh, but, but also, I, I think we should celebrate. It's important that little kids can look out and see someone who looks like them and that they can put into the context of their upbringing that they can achieve what they what they set out to achieve, that they can dream big and accomplish those things. And there they are, first across the hatch, Mike Hopkins. And here's Victor Glover. Take me through that moment, Victor. When you, you crossed over, I could see your smile from ear to ear. You were hugging everybody. Take me through that moment right there. The two biggest things that were going through my mind were I was very happy to see those familiar faces on the other side in Kate, Sergey, and Sergey. And I was also very happy that they had a camera there rolling because I knew my family would see me and that they would <laughs> be able to exhale and just say, all right, this part's done. One phase of the mission is over and we can breathe easy for now. And so that made me very happy. Victor, I watched um, several hours of your eight-hour spacewalk. Take me through that moment when you first stepped out there or if glided out there, as I would say, and you said, this is absolutely beautiful. You know, it's interesting that you ask about that very first moment. I got a lot of advice from colleagues, friends, family even, lots of prayers and thoughts um, came up, and, and that's one of the things I love about this mission. But one of my colleagues, uh, Anne McLean, gave me some really great advice. She said, keep your world small. And I, I know someone told her that, and, and, and it was probably passed down through several generations of astronauts and cosmonauts. And that was the, the one thing that I was focusing on, was just focusing on what is right in front of me and the task and talking and my teammate Mike Hopkins and my teammates on the ground um, because I didn't want to be overwhelmed by the, the, the awesomeness of everything else going on. And so I slowly widened that world out and, and, and expanded as I had the capacity. But first, going out of the hatch, uh, it can be pretty overwhelming. And so I knew it was going to be overwhelming and I just tried to keep one thing at a time on my mind so that I could make sure to not mess that thing up. It's truly an honor for us to celebrate America today as we unite for this historic inaugural tradition that spans more than two centuries. So while you've been up there, I know that you guys you, you had an inaugural address, but you also witnessed history, not the political aspect, just from one person who is black making history up in space and noticing this on the ground with the first female vice president. You know, again, I, I think it is a great thing for us to celebrate now. It, it is a moment and we should enjoy that moment. But I also think that it's important, as with any accomplishment,
accomplishment. You know, it's it's one of the reasons I use sports so much. Whether you win or lose a game, Monday you go back to practice. And so I think it's important for us to enjoy this moment, but I think it's also important for us to recognize we still have a lot of work to do, and, and this is the beginning. This work that we're doing right now is the beginning of these things becoming normal. And so my hat's off to, to Vice President Kamala Harris and, and to her family on this amazing accomplishment, but also my hat's off to the country on, on continuing to have a peaceful transition of power and for us to continue to move forward and be the beacon of light, the light on a hill for, for the rest of the world. Let's talk about a little bit of sports because Kobe Bryant was very proud about being a girl dad. Um, and you have a lot of practice in being a girl dad. Uh, what sort of advice did those young ladies give you as you got up there? And what's it like to be a girl dad who's an astronaut? I, uh, I have learned more from being a girl dad and being a dad, period, uh, than I have it, it, being a naval officer or an astronaut. It has really taught me a lot about not just them, my four daughters, but also about myself. And, and really just taking the time to understand and get to know them as individuals. Uh, one of the things I truly miss being up here is taking them out individually and just spending time talking to them about what's on their minds uh, and, and also helping them with their homework. I really love helping them with their homework. Um, but, you know, being a girl dad, it is a special thing. That was amazing. I really am excited about sharing this information. I know he's been all over the place in a positive way because of Black History Month. But I saw the interview initially with him on the talk with Cheryl Underwood and the ladies. And then I decided after that to do some research. And that's when I found the Tom Cruise interview he did for over an hour, as well as this this um, interview he did, which is actually a year old. It was done uh, on MSNBC on February 7th, 2021. So I'm just getting up to speed with uh, astronaut Victor Glover, but I thought it was really important to celebrate him. And I like how they did um, Black History Month introduction of him. And it's really important that we celebrate current Black history makers. So Victor Glover Jr., hats off to you, the man that said he is a girl dad with four daughters. So bravo. You know, there's so much to be said about this young man, but I just wanted to celebrate him on this uh, second Wednesday in February. And I just want you guys to always look into people that may not be in the history books. This is current history, and I'm sure he's going to make the history books because he's already made history. So I hope that you guys really um, learned something about this young man. And those who want to listen to the whole Tom Cruise interview that he has with Victor Glover Jr., you can go to YouTube and find it. And as always, I put my sources on my podcast. So definitely check it out. I want to mention a quote that Victor said in one of the interviews you've heard, and it's a very important quote, and I hope it means something to those listening. And it says, study history without any bias. And I think that's very important. If it's factual and it's history, good or bad, it's still history. All right, guys, I'm going to end this episode and 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in Advocacy, capital L as in Ladies. And we're also on Instagram, also at Advocacy Ladies. And we can be heard on all the famous podcast apps such as Apple iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, Alexa, TuneIn, and also uh, my hosting podcast app, Podbean. And you know, I always say, if you have any questions, send us an email at podcasthostshadepotato19 at gmail.com. And you know, you can always give us a call at 404-855-7723. And you know, I like to end all my episodes with the question, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.